You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms, and if you like research like I do, Make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for an episode of the ENM Pod. We have been doing our mini episodes on Wednesdays, but we're also interspersing some of our series of life and conversations and marriage with each type to give you a sense of each personality type after some years of working with family and marriage. And I'm finding people who have been married for a while so that they can look back with us and reflect on changes and early marriage. So what's fun and been beautiful is to see the hard work that people have put into their personality type. And today's guest is no different. I'm so grateful for Alina Pampa. She is not only the artist of all of our planners and glow guides, but she is just a dear friend and a wonderful Enneagram 7 who is going to share about her marriage and her life with us a little bit. So you guys, if you got a chance to hear Suzanne Stabile's episode, this week. You know, she did a lot of conversing about the seven, so don't miss that episode either. It's right before this one. But I just want to quickly add something on that I really hope you guys will will notice because you're not going to hear this as much when sevens are talking. But something Suzanne reminded us of is that sevens are not easily accessing their hearts. And so in terms of the fact that yes, every single person has a heart, obviously sevens do. Something about it is that sevens have a very sensitive heart because their feelings are quite raw when they do find them. So a lot of the time people don't know sevens are running from emotions because they're so sensitive. So just keep that in mind as you're struggling or even thriving with your seven partner or spouse so that you can really be listening and trying to figure out how do you talk about feelings in a way that they won't run as hard. And we talk about that some today too, uh, but you'll hear Alina just be so honest with us about what it's like when we are running and then just also how to find a state of peace amidst the frenzy and also find the heart that is deep deeply buried and deeply in need. And I really think that uh, that's why sometimes people are like, when I do get to a seven's heart, it's a lot like a four heart. It's just, it's hard to access. So it can be quite raw. And so it's, it's really good to have regular access practices because we do keep bouncing back up. So if you're a seven listening, no, we're doing this work with you. And I'm really glad you're getting a chance here to talk to a seven who has put the work in and you're going to see the ways that she has uh, become the gift of the seven, which is sobriety. And if you want to really hear the technical language, you can get one of our deep dives, which are in the show notes and on our website at enneagramandmarriage.com. But just suffice it to say, you've got to read between the lines with sevens because it's not a type that is what you see is what you get. There are a lot of layers and some types are like that. So I love that Alina is thoughtful, insightful, and she can unpack that with, with us a bit. And then you're invited to continue that journey. So keep listening to our other episodes on sevens and all the types. And let's chat with Alina now. 
Elena, thank you so much for joining us on the ENM pod today. Good to be here. Oh, you guys know Elena and I prepped you with all about her and her beautiful artwork. Thank you for sharing about seven life, Elena. <laughs> Always. It's what I know. <laughs> it, it's such a joy too, because you've been studying Enneagram with me for a while. And you also really understand that marriage shifts you and life and season, seasons shift us too, right? Absolutely. Ah. Oh. So we are digging in with Elena today because we really want to ask you a few questions about what life and marriage are like as a seven. But just as a quick reminder, tell us about your pairing and a little bit about your marriage. All right. So um, I am a seven and I am married to my husband, James, who is a nine. Mm -hmm. um, we met way back in high school mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I don't know, like I don't. I don't, know, I don't really know what to say about it. Uh, we met a long time ago, made it through this whole time. So, uh, you know, didn't get flaky on each other or anything like that. So, um, yeah, like sevens can have long lasting relationships. Um, Started on a very quick, like, let's already reinforce the idea that people of any Enneagram type can do long-term relationships. Yeah. Um, what would you say is something that uh, maybe you did grow in along the way in marriage. Cause I know there's so many things we could talk about today, but what's something that jumps out at you as you've been processing, like, wow, I can't believe I came through this as a seven in my marriage. You know, I have a tendency to be very impulsive mm -hmm. and make decisions really quickly. And, um, as, as much as I love to research and be patient through things, I like, I'm not, I'm not patient through things. And my husband is, and there's been a lot of times where I've been really wanting to like, Hey, we need to do this and we need to do this now. And my husband will say something like, well, let's, let's just take some time. Let's just think that through, or let's, let's just wait a little bit, which always seems crazy to me. I'm like, why would we wait? Like, this is, why would we wait this through? Like what good is going to, like, we need to do. And, but every time that I have listened to him and waited it's mm. always been for the best, right? Like a lot of times he's just like, yeah, great. Let's just do it. He doesn't, but there are the times when he says, no, let's wait on that. And when I do it, he's right. Mm. <laughs> something better, something better than I had planned either turns up or we avoided something that we could have fallen into. Um, it's just always been good to have that um, reasoning behind with him mm. <laughs> balancing me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you're really hitting back even on one of the points you made briefly in our conversation. And that is that you were saying, you know, sevens can do something long and hard as well, but you have had to learn and grow too. And tell our listeners a little bit about, and of course I can help with this too, but I really love to hear from you. What is it like to be in this assertive future stance where you want to pull ahead? Like, is that something you choose or just, does it feel like a drive inside of you? It's so natural that I think that I don't even know that I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just always thinking ahead, planning ahead, looking forward almost to the, and not even, I will say it's, it's to the extreme in that I have a hard time actually just being present in what we are doing. And I still struggle with that. It's even something that once I've become aware of it, 
Um, it is something that I constantly am struggling with in that, oh, at this moment that I'm in right now is actually amazing. And I need mm-hmm. to focus on this and, and not just wish, rush through this to get to the next thing. Um, because the next thing's always exciting because to me, like the unknown and adventure and all of these things, not that I'm, um, you know, I'm not like out there climbing mountains on the weekends and doing all these crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, things, but it's, I need to have something exciting to look forward to all the time. Like mm. I just have to have it. And, um, I don't know. So there, there, there's goodness about learning to be present in the present time. I'm saying present a lot, but, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, but I think that I've learned through the years to actually force myself to slow down and to be intentional with things. Um, you know, I think about some of the things that I do is like, I really bad about keeping a journal. I'll just say, Mm -hmm. cause journals feel like really a lot of commitment, like, like if you don't keep it forever, then what's mm-hmm. the point? Mm-hmm. But there have been seasons in my life where keeping a journal helps me be present in the moment. And um, so there's this mm-hmm. author that I love. Her name's Julia Cameron. Mm-hmm. And she talks a lot about the, she has, her big book is called The Artist's Way. And mm-hmm. in that book, one of the things she talks about is um, it's called The Morning Pages, which this has been so huge to me. Um, I'm not great about doing them all the time, but when I have a lot going on in my brain and I need to sort stuff out, um, Mm -hmm. what the process here is, is you just write three pages and it's kind of like a stream of consciousness, just kind of getting everything out. And you pretty much just write until three pages are full. And when the three pages are full, Mm -hmm. you close the book and move on. And honestly, like anytime I've had too much going, too much to focus on. I'm not sure what the next steps are doing that process. Mm -hmm. Everything kind of comes out, but also it tunes me into the present and the current. I I don't know if that that's, Mm. it's just been a really great tool um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I've used to help focus me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I love that you're letting us know that, that you really would not want to say it's for everybody or that yeah. every seven, but you're saying for you, this is a very grounding in the moment experience. These Julia Cameron reminders to just take these few pages of journaling and don't feel like you have this expectation for, you know, using it every day like this, but sounds like when it comes up for you, it brings you to the past and the present. Right. And it's not something that I do every single day. I kind of just do it when Mm -hmm. I need it. I mean, her way is to do it every single day for your whole life. And that's just a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I don't ever want to do that, but when I need it, it's so there. And I feel feel like that's a lot of these tools. Like, you know, um, there's all sorts of tools and devices and skills that can help get us in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're all good, but I just do them when I need them right? I'm not always there. I like being forward thinking. I like being able to plan (laughs) things and look for it. And the people in my life like that about me too. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but there are times when I do just need to settle back and and reflect and be um, present. Yeah. And I like that you just kind of fought for each type to have what they already bring to when you say, you know, quite honestly, this is a great fit for me anyway, to be (laughs) a future thinker. I like it. It's just natural. You said. Yeah. Yeah. My brain's always going to think three steps ahead and what's next. And, um, not in a, 
not in a fearful way, but in a, just a planning way. I'm always planning something. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that we call the fixation of the seven. And I do that all the time too. How does the Lord get a hold of that? And I know some of our listeners may not have a faith life, but many do. And and even some are seekers. Tell us how God can get in there with you when you're like, I have my plans and I don't want them to change because I know that I deal with that regularly. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So this is one of the things that God and I go around and round and round with. Um, all the time. And, but he's so good because really what it is, is yes, I have all these plans and all these things that I want to do. Um, and I wish it wasn't the case, but very often is the case is I am just moving ahead without him. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I will get to a point where I'm like, okay, this, I, I don't even know, like, is this even what I'm supposed to do? And when I stop and take the time Mm -hmm. and actually re-invite God back into it, Hmm. it's maybe more like he will awaken me when it's not his plan. Right. Yeah. And sometimes it is still his plan, but I've just gotten ahead of it. And very often there'll, there will be a correction in my spirit. And I don't, that won't make a sense to a lot of people, but um, it's something that I've experienced a lot with, with God in that he'll just give me a correction where he'll cause me to question um, questions come up and they don't come from me. Like in my prayer time, a question will arise and I'll think like, where did that question come from? Like, that's not my train of thought. And I'll know that that's the Holy spirit saying, have you thought about this or why are you doing this? Or are you moving ahead of this? And usually um, when I'm making these plans um, there will come a point where I have to surrender them. Mm. And I can't just, I can't just push forward on a plan. I have to, at some point go, if this is your will, it will happen, right? Like if this is really what you want, like I can't mess up God's will. God's will is God's will. Like, but um, Mm -hmm. I just do have to always basically surrender my plans to him. And when I do that, um, they will either follow through or they won't. And I, and I'm like, I think, but coming to that point of surrender is where I'm okay with it. Mm. It, Does that make sense? I can't just push everything through. Yeah. That you're and good sometimes it still is going to go through. I just needed to take a breath, you mm-hmm. know, or I just needed to reinvite God into something thing because it's, he was always in it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. And you're just yeah. trying to help us all to see that you do invite God in, but you also take a moment to notice when you might be leading ahead and then right. you're getting because a word. It is. I feel like it's my plan, but I sit and I have to say, no, like, this isn't my plan or this was my plan, but that wasn't his plan. And now he's letting me know, and I need to reorient myself. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And I like that you're saying I'm not, I am future forward. You know, I am aggressive, assertive, um, with my ideas and such, but I'm listening for God on a regular basis too. And that's neat. Do you feel like you have a talking, walking kind of moving relationship with God as a seven, or do you just chat with God at certain intervals of the day? Um, almost, this is a really great point. And I'm really glad that you brought that up. I would say almost always my brain works better when my body is moving. Um, so I have a habit of, of daily walks. I walk every morning and every evening for about three miles. And that is my time to just, it's a connection time. And it's, it's my time to get outside and to just get some sunshine and 
and to be in the world, which I love, but it's also my connection. That's, that's a prayer time. It's a walking through time. It's a time to be present mm -hmm. and to notice what's going on. And I don't, this ideas always flow through. If I'm ever stumped or stuck on something, I get up and take a walk mm -hmm. and it comes through. And, um, even when I'm like, if, if I'm, if I'm in church or a lecture hall or wherever I am, mm -hmm. it, my hands have to be moving. Like if I'm taking mm -hmm. notes or drawing a picture, I actually end up like drawing a lot while I'm listening to somebody talk and it mm -hmm. actually helps me absorb what they're saying more. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I feel like I, everything resonates more when I have some sort of physical, um, thing happening at the same time. Hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's so important. Like I can't emphasize guys enough about what Elena just said, like double highlight that if you were kind of tuning out in the background, she's very peaceful and <laughs> she's married to a nine. So their glow <laughs> is peaceful and joyful. So you've got to come back to it and re-listen because this is a very big key for any seven in your life to keep them moving with you. And I want you to know that, of course, there's times when she's still, but she's saying in general, this is the way it works. And she gets ideas and she meets with God this way. And this is a practice that you and James have been married for how long now? Almost. Well, we've been, uh, okay, it's that's math, but we've been together almost 30 years. So oh, um, that's awesome. yeah, it's been a oh, while. And there, I'm really bad. This is horrible. Like I am not good with that. You guys, that my husband is the king of all anniversaries and dates. And I do, <laughs> that's a detail yeah. thing that I just blow right past. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. Because it's so fun to like, I try to edit these episodes very little because I think that they're really invitations for us to see how we all communicate. Um, yes. And I think that's really valuable because what happens is there's a lot of loneliness in marriage because people don't realize like every type has these nuances and things that they have to work with and some do better than others. And we all know we have a neurodiversity out there. So um, I guess I want to transition this to a great question for people in that space of what do you do if you're a spouse who, um, and you may not have all the answers for this, Elena, but if somebody's out there saying, I don't want my spouse to move, that's uncomfortable. And that's hard for me to see their leg shaping or shaking or them having to walk and talk. Like, do you have any, just from the seventh perspective, what could you say to that? Even if it's just, I'm sorry, we need to move. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I mean, it's not that I can't sit still and listen and I can be fully present in that moment. I, I do, I can do that. Um, I am just going to process things better while I'm moving. And I'm also a verbal processor. So that's mm. something to know too, is that sometimes things just come out mm. and they need to just come out. And then I may backtrack and go through that again. I don't know if that's seven thing or if it's just a me thing, but mm. um, I've noticed it a lot with other people that I know that are sevens. We just have a tendency to say things sometimes. Wow. One of the things, so when my husband and I are sometimes talking, um, if he's not wanting to go out and do that. Usually he is, but if he wasn't, I mean, I can put in the headphones and we can have a talk. Like I can go for a walk and talk through the headphones while he's doing that too, you know, while he's not doing that. Mm. Um, there are always ways. I feel like if you want to, there are always ways to connect. Mm. That's a great line and a good reminder because even if we have to reach into uncomfortable spaces, we might find on the other side, like you said, a, a nice rework for both of you, but I do want to just echo with Alina that when she said that about seven life, that's something that 
you really just need to accept as the idiosyncrasies and the quirks of marriage. And so finding your way through them is going to be a unique solution for you. But do hear that sevens are movers and they're kinetic movers. So he probably did know that when he met you. One of the things that I've learned, you know, from being married to him is that he needs time to process things. So just because I'm going to say something and think something through and I'm moving quickly, um, he's not going to respond as quickly and he's going to think it through. And that doesn't mean that he's like, he's just going to take a lot more time with something than I would. And I need to be patient with that too. And it's not that he's forgotten about it or pushed it aside. It's just, he doesn't really want to respond until he's really um, come to a place and a piece about something. Mm. Me learning to be patient with that too. Mm. That's a and that I can't point. just keep coming at him with more words. Mm. Right? I need to just actually be quiet with him and let him process. Mm -hmm. Hmm. How does a seven do you think, and I know you're only speaking from your experience, but how can a seven allow somebody else that space to process? Do you have to go through your own process and like get energy out in order to be able to let somebody else have some space? Um, it's, it's really good to have more than one person to talk to. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, a lot of times I will have processed things through, um, before I bring them to the table. Um, sometimes I don't, sometimes, you know, he's, he's been so good with me and that he just understands that I just need to say a bunch of stuff, but I don't expect him to respond right away. Um, you know, I, he, and, but he also knows that I'm not going to wait forever to, he does have to actually respond. He can't just mm. like, not like, just let something sit. And there will be times when I'll say, Hey, listen, you've been quiet for too long. <laughs> like, I need to know this. I need to know what's going on here. Um, just to, sometimes I have to ask, you know, sometimes I have to ask him what he wants or oftentimes it's not that he doesn't, he doesn't always know what he wants, but he knows what he doesn't want. Mm. And sometimes we'll start from there even, and just be like, okay, like, you know, if, you know, if you don't know if you want to do this thing or not, like, what don't you want to do? And we can develop a, a conversation that way too. Mm. So working from your spouse's type, whoever they are is a helpful practice. I like sure. that. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And that really is for those who are, it's a fairly common pairing married to a nine, make sure you go back to our nine interview because truly she has that same system going on. And it was very helpful to learn with Enneagram with Emily about what do you do with a nine? And I love how you just said, you know, I'm working with him too. And I have other friends to process. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, I think it's a big, it's a huge burden. I feel like to put all of your everything on one person, hmm. right? I think that that's, that's something that we uh, fall into in marriage. And I'm not saying like, there are certain things that yes, that that is just between the two of us. And we don't share this with other people, but there's a lot of people out there that I don't know. I think it's a heavy burden to carry one person's everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I love that you find safe spaces, um, which brings me to my next question. How do you create and cultivate relationships as a seven, especially since sevens have that tendency in culture to seem like people who can't be stable or keep long friendships. Do you think that's, there's any truth to that? Or do you think, no, there's a certain workaround I've used? Um, I do have a few long friendships. Um, mm -hmm. one of, 
one of my best friends, we were just actually laughing about it the other day that we've been friends for almost 35 years. Mm. Um, so, and, but the thing is of those 35 years, I don't think we've ever lived in the same city mm. <laughs> for more than a couple of years. We just kind of make it work and we kind of come in and out of pe- each other's lives and it's okay. Like, I don't ever feel like if I don't talk to somebody for a while that we're no longer friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just different types of friends. I don't, I don't, it's friendship is a weird thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there are people that come into your life for a season and leave for a season. I've always been okay with that. Um, and I know that there are people that struggle with that because I've talked with them. <laughs> they've struggled with like this person's come into my life and now we're not friends anymore I'm like what are you not friends did did you have a falling out what happened and you're like you're just different friends Mm. um I don't know I just hold all that uh friendship is uh it's it's fluid to me Mm. if that makes sense it does and that kind of goes into the thinking triad groups here that I think a lot of sevens and fives really, and, and maybe a few sixes, but sixes have a different orientation and more reactive and have different features. But I think seven and five may share this common thread since we have arrows to one another as well, that friendships are, well, I'll say it like this. There's so much thinking going on and so much imagining and innovating that I think relationships are a bit different and, and it's hard to put words to, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I can overthink a relationship completely. And I think that's why it's also important to be fairly direct. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm having doubts or worries or concerns, I'm just going to go to the person and ask them. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know that to me, that seems so normal and so natural, but I do know from dealing with other people in my life who are not like me, Mm -hmm. that they sometimes see that as confrontational or, Mm -hmm. um, frustrating. And so, you know, I I do have to approach with care, but really I just, I, I, the whole getting things out in the open is so freeing um, Mm -hmm. to just be able to not have these things build up in my head that maybe aren't even true. Yes. Um, And I think that that's a great way to remind people that that's something they can learn from sevens and they there's other gifts to learn from other people but in this way you're an assertive type because that's you know who obviously god made you to be and who you've developed into and there's a blessing in that you say it and you get it out but do you think you've learned softness and etiquette with that over the years i think you have to (laughs) (laughs) i mean i I think yes yes absolutely and just knowing who that person is there's definitely a tenderness that has to be done because i mean i don't want to upset anybody i don't want to fight i don't want to get into a big thing i just want some understanding and the whole goal is always like understanding and reconciliation right it's not Mm -hmm. it's not confrontation just to be confrontational Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm it's, it's for wholeness. And, um, I need to definitely approach people the way that they need to be approached. And I feel like that's something that I'm always kind of, I mean, you know, I'm always trying to learn people as I'm meeting them too, is like, oh, they, they really aren't going to like being confronted. And so how do I do that? You know, how I, but this, but this thing has to be talked about, right? Like mm-hmm. it can't just be ignored. Mm-hmm. So I've always tried to, um, approach people where they're at and on their comfort level. Mm-hmm. And you have a spouse who's in the body triad as a nine. 
Do you feel like getting in your body and just the five senses helps when you are trying to talk something out? Yeah. I mean, he's fortunately, he's also loves to take these. He's usually with me, um, definitely on the evening walks, sometimes on the morning ones, but that, that is his, like, he needs that too. And he, that's his time of processing. So it's definitely helpful for him to be, to have that motion Mm -hmm. to get his brain going too. Yeah. Yeah. And so what you're really reminding us is that sometimes you as spouses can take some time together in the balancing out of the head, the body and the heart space in this, because you're being soft in the heart, you're getting out in the body, and then you're talking things out together, or like you said, with other people. So that really helps me to hear like Elena is not perfect. No one is, but her success is coming with finding this balance. It sounds like of your triads. Yeah. Hmm. That's neat. And also as we lean into the heart space with you, we think about your art. And I wondered if that's a way sometimes for you to get feelings out just as a seven, when you're in your thoughts a lot. Uh, It's so (laughs) good. I spend a lot of time when I'm working, thinking through what I'm doing. Like everything that I do in my art has a meaning and a purpose. And Mm -hmm. I meet a lot of different artists. I mean, most of the artists you meet are, you know, you've got all your fours and your all the, you know, people that are big feeling people and they can just, you know, put their emotions on a canvas. I feel like my, uh, my work is, is not heart driven. Um, It's head driven, but it's all my heart. And I, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is, it's, I, I am, mm-hmm. I am really um, revealing as much of myself as I can there. And that's, I'm putting a lot of thought and emotion and, um, but it's always wrapped up in the thinking. There's always a reason for everything that I'm doing. Um, mm-hmm. But just recently, I will say just recently, I started doing some projects where I have no plan and I just pull all the materials out. And I'm just letting things happen as they will. It's been, and I feel like that is working through an emotion. I just had a project that I was doing, but I just had these really, really heavy emotions that day. And I was like, I just can't, I couldn't shake them. Walk wasn't working. Nothing was working. And I sat down with all of my papers. I do um, collage work Mm -hmm. and I just sat down with all of my papers and just started gluing things down. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a thought process. I just started doing it. Mm. And it ended up being this beautiful piece that I absolutely adore. And I know, but I knew every reason for making those decisions that I made when putting that together, but they were just kind of coming through more that intuitively, more that feeling based. It was, it was based on me having these heavy feelings that I couldn't work out. Um, Mm. But as I was working, they were released. And, and I think that, again, it's like, it's that movement and, and that that moving past something. But as I sat and, and worked through that piece, um, by the time it was done, it was like, I just had uh, peace and clarity in a way that I didn't have before. Wow. So it not only your art is driven by your thought life, because you are very plan oriented, but in the space of doing the art, something else sounds like it's birthed. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 the really good days. <laughs> Not all days are like that, but those are the really good days. 
<laughs> yeah. And so you get this new, uh, like a release. Is it hard for you as a seven to otherwise get the emotional release? Or is it like what you were saying? Like, you'll finally get it on that walk because I know with sevens, as you know, it's seven, one, five, these are our arrows. Our wings are six and eight. So we do have to work to get to that uh, heart space. So that's why I was curious. Is that how you get there? Or are there other ways? Um, I will get there. So the other thing I do in part of my, like, I guess it's like my practice, my daily life is I, I take my walk, I drink my coffee and I always sit down in the morning and I read just a short thing, right? Mainly it's either, um, I'm reading through a uh, verses of scripture or I'm reading poetry and I will tell you nothing will get my heart like in a good place, like poetry. Um, mm -hmm. I, I I'm a huge, it's mainly like, that's what I read these days. Yeah. And, um, it's been incredible. That kind of started with the COVID shutdown. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, there were lots of things going on and I don't know, I started reading Mary Oliver, um, mm -hmm. every day and literally she's become part of my life in that it's, it's hard for me to even start a day without reading poetry these days now. Mm -hmm. oh, so it, it gets me in a good space. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are touched by her work and a lot of people that are, sevens do need poetry and love it. So I, I don't think that's commonly known. And I do think you've been breaking a few stereotypes down today, um, which I, <laughs> but love. I won't watch a sad movie. No, I will leave. I will get up and leave the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you want to go to the feelings when you can sort of plan for that. Like every day I get in my feelings and then I do my day and I move forward. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want the unassaulted, unprepared for feelings to hit. Um, right. And I do feel like that it's such a great way to start the day because um, it just kind of puts me in a peaceful place in the, like starts the day in a peaceful place. Mm -hmm. Right. If I have to get, there are mornings that I have to get up and rush out the door. Um, the whole day feels hectic and chaotic. And actually, so I should say there were days because now there are days that I have to be out of the house before six 30 in the morning and I will get up at four so mm. that I have that mental space to kind of like prep for the day to just be start from a place of rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You need that. It's like, you want to have some flexibility. If you are tied down to a schedule, you would rather lose a little sleep than not have a joyful, peaceful yes. start to your day. Yes. That's a good tip for sevens, especially because, uh, it allows for the freedom. And I would assume that you really do love your freedom. Ugh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I must have options. Mm, yeah. Yes. And that's so healthy for everybody to hear because she's been married and together with one person for many years. And yes. yet you find these different ways to be creative. You're not always switching spouses. You're, you're finding different outlets for that drive to, to meet itself, to right. come and back I, to you. I think it's beneficial. And I mean, I can only speak from my own experience with my husband, but it's very beneficial to our relationship too. And that he does he's a nine, but he has a sense of adventure, right? He likes to try, try new things and he likes to travel and he likes to explore places that he's never been before. So, um, you know, I don't know that he's not, he's not the one that would instigate that and stir it up himself, but he loves doing that. So it's kind of like, it's, I mean, I, we're not, I'm not even married to the same person I was married to 30 years ago. Right. Cause we've all grown and changed. 
Yeah. And I think that when we accept that, um, that's not boring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really get that. And I think that's so encouraging for newer married sevens to hear like, or those considering marriage, like you can have a marriage too, but it might look different. And in fact, it will look different year to year and you'll keep creating and co-creating differently. That's cool. Yeah. I love that. Um, and it sounds like he loves to grow too. And so you found a spouse who wants to do growth with you. Yes. Yes. And no, (laughs) I mean, he's not going to read an Enneagram book and he's, you know, he doesn't get it. He's like, oh, that stuff's interesting, but you know, he's just kind of doing his own thing and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Right. He doesn't have, we don't have to be doing the same things all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and we have freedom in that too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys can come back together. I know he's excellent with mechanics and he has a gift for that. And that's something you may not dabble into very much. No, but, but I have spent many, many weekends on a racetrack. So, you know, Mm, (laughs) but, and I end up finding, you know, when I look in his interests and the things that he's excited about, yeah, like that's something I didn't ever know about. And the, when you, um, allow yourself to, learn their interests and the things that are exciting to them. It teaches you more about who they are and what they like. So, I mean, of course we're going to do that together. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. You guys are an adorable couple and we love you guys. We have enjoyed double dates with you. And I know Wes just thinks so highly of both of you. You guys are some of the best people in our community. You've just, yeah, you just are just, you glow out there, you shine out there. And as you guys know, this is the artists behind our glow guides and our planners. And I just loved working with your innovative mind on those projects. Elena, you have such a gift. Oh, it was so much fun. Hmm. I'm so glad. Well, what would you say to sevens who are just feeling like they really want to know one or two tips for a takeaway for marriage, but you've already given so much about them in different ways they can grow and learn. And, and you guys know, I hope you will get a copy of our planner. Elena's beautiful artwork is inside of it and your pairings guide for growing in beautiful ways. But tell us, what would you say to that couple? Who's like, I'm starting out. I have a seven in this relationship. What's something I need to know, or I am that seven. I think I need, um, I need somebody who's going to listen to all my crazy ideas and just let me say them. I don't need somebody to like, just kind of let those ideas sit for a second. And they don't always have to be immediately worked on They need to be solved. Sometimes I'm already solving it. And I just kind of need like a sounding board. And also, but also I do need, I can't do it alone, right? Like your input is so valuable. I will always consider other people's viewpoint. Mm -hmm. I do need to always have something going on though. And I need something to be looking forward to. That is a definite need. So, oh, yeah, like an, I don't know, an unplanned weekend. I, they don't, weekends don't have to be totally planned, but I like to have something. I don't, you know, if I just sit at the house and don't move all weekend, I'm going to get a little stir crazy. Do you feel like you want to be the planner of that if there's a surprise getaway? Because I know a lot of the five, sixes, and sevens out there love to be the planner, but sometimes there's a reason that you're like, no, I want a surprise. Oh, I have been the planner of most of our um, trips and vacations, and I'm pretty much always the planner. 
I would love to every once in a while, just have something be totally unplanned. Um, and just like to, to, because the thing is, is like when I'm planning it, if it's just me, that's one thing, but usually it's not just me, right? It's I'm married and we have a family. And so I'm trying to plan things that everybody's going to enjoy. And, you know, I'm kind of being the cruise director for everybody's life. And when you're that person, you're not actually able to enjoy it as much yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so it would sometimes be nice to let somebody else take the reins and just get to experience it. <laughs> Although I love the planning part, right? Maybe, maybe include me in the planning or ask me if I'd rather do this or that. But I, there are times, you know, after this many years where, yeah, I, I'd be totally cool just like coming along on a trip and not having to plan it. What a weird thing that would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that what you're saying is if I was safe with these plans, yes, you know, but if they're terrible yes. plans that I hate and it's not a comfortable group, oh, of course yeah. not. But oh yeah, like, that's true. Actually, if it's an uncomfortable situation, I I'll tell you right now, I'm getting out of there. <laughs> I'm going to bail. <laughs> <laughs> Where we like, I planned it for you, Elena, but guess what we're doing? We're watching all sad movies. <laughs> yeah, no, not doing that. Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would never do that to you. Uh, especially me and Wes would never do that to you. Me and Hannah might do that to you. My four and I, I know. <laughs> but my daughter is a four. She would yes. like, it's her favorite thing in the whole world to sit yeah. on the couch and just cry her eyes out. And I just, <laughs> I just have to walk in the room and I look at her and I just keep, like, keep walking. Just, just keep right. walking. <laughs> But the two of you are have the best moment. of friends too, which I love. Like you get that about each other. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're actually, now that she's, you know, a young adult, like we're past the whole like hardcore parenting stage. We enjoy each other so immensely. Mm -hmm. like she's one of my that. favorite people to hang out with. Mm, so beautiful. And that's such a, one more thing we can say, like don't stereotype that sevens and fours can't be amazing together. Cause I see that about you too. Um, but I love how you said, like, I can plan, but I also, if the plans are safe, I love for people to just be able to give that to me. And I think that's you also holding out some faith with the planning as the fixation of the seven to say, I'm open to God's plans. I'm open to other people. You've said that about James that, you know, you've learned to work with him. And so this just offers seven so much hope. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, I love to plan, but I have to hold it loosely. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I hold things too tightly, um, it's, it's no good because I'm not perfect and I do make mistakes, right? I, I need those other inputs and those other voices. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, that that's a very, like, if there are sevens themselves listening, make sure you take that one. Or if you're a spouse of a seven, make sure you bring that back to your seven to say, when you can release those plans to God, it just makes a difference in it makes your plans better when they do arise because you know they were meant to be. And that's fun for a seven to believe that there's some destiny to it all amidst all the planning. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> one of the those hard, mysterious things about God, right? Is that like there's a plan, but there's also free will, right? Like we have we have the ability to move and not everything's all planned out. Um, but it's actually one of the joys is to get to be a participant in what's going on and knowing that God does have a plan and I get to participate in it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, that's so fun. Yes. You're like, I want to be part of that plan. God. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I prefer not, but I see you doing it anyway. So I'm going to, sometimes I prefer not to, but I see you doing it anyway. Absolutely. And I know that this is, this is good. Like it, it will eventually be good. Sometimes things are hard, but hard things aren't necessarily bad things. Yeah. And there's always something good and we can take that I think to the end of our days as sevens and lead the way with that. There's so many things we can learn from other types, but I think that's one great space we can lead is that all things work together for good. If, as you dedicate this balance and life to God, it's like, you just can't lose. And I've told Wes, even on my dying breath, I'll be like, and there was a reason for this too, you know? <laughs> right. So I think that like, and it's, it's brain studies as well that tell us like the, the optimism is good. So yet I hear you saying, I don't want to reframe my relationships. I don't want to be selfish. And I just, I love that about you, Elena. Thank you. And where can people find your beautiful artwork? Because outside of our glow planners and our glow guides, Elena has this entire Etsy shop that I love that is so seven and so much fun. So seven slash nine. Oh, so good. Oh yeah. So I'm on Etsy. I'm on Insta Instagram's probably the main social that I go through. Um, my business, my art, my artist's name is Ray of Light. And so my Etsy mm -hmm. shop and my Instagram shop or Instagram site are Ray of Light Shop mm -hmm. at Etsy or at Ray of Light Shop. Okay. Wonderful. I will put that in the show notes too. You guys have to check it out. I love, even when I drop by her house, I love her bumper stickers that I see because she makes them and they're so beautiful. So make sure you just get some of that joy and peace that you need as you learn from Elena. And thank you so much for sharing your heart with us today and just being an open book on all things seven. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh-huh. Hey guys, if you stayed for the end of this episode, thank you so much. The reason I say that is when sevens are in health, they're a lot like a five and they're also sobriety. So that means you hung with us when we were at our healthy spaces. So thank you. And I hope you have such a wonderful day and that you are just moved if you're a seven to get healthy and you know where to find all of our resources, enneagramandmarriage.com. And if you need a coach, we have coaches there too. But either way, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Take a tip with you and bring it out into the world today and shine your light. Okay. Bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as enneagramandmarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.